hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. All the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. All right, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech live from CES episode 190-3, the third version of our CES podcast, Stephen. It's uh, wonderful to be here in Las Vegas, and we've chosen another venue this uh, this evening, The Win uh, Hotel and Resort, because you've been here uh, meeting uh, Netflix. We'll probably talk about them the day it's ahead. Uh, there's also a little event tonight, so a little bit going on, and um, and we do it all thanks to Netgear, netgear.com.au. We'll tell you more about then shortly. Now... Um, let's kick it off with a bit of TV talk. We talked about the big guys yesterday, LG, Samsung, uh, Sony, etc. Um, I had a look uh, overnight, and, and then this morning at TCL stand, they unveiled the uh, Guinness World Record television, Stephen, the world's largest curved television, 110 inches, beautiful thing. And the thing about it is it's, um, it's, it's huge, but it also has this rotating base, so it can, it can swivel as, uh, into any, any, well, not any direction, but it can swivel in, in, your, in your room. It's um, basically, a dis- it's like buying a Rolls-Royce. It's bespoke. You design it yourself. You can have wooden panels at the back, whatever you like. It's not a retail product, let's be clear. It's, no. a, it's a record-breaking product. But they have sold several it's, in Dubai. It's a sort of uh, look-what-we-can-do kind of product. It's, it's, it's not meant for high mass production. Let's be clear. If you're listening to this podcast and you want a 110-inch curved screen, you can get one. They will make one for you. Um, but you can't go to Harvey Norman to get it. But it, what, what it did was, um, was kind of prove that they can do it, and that's a big kind of... Um, and that'd be swinging thing for, for companies like TCL but <laughs> I just decided to go with the non-explicit version there Stephen but but what I, what was interesting I found about that was then remember yesterday we talked about Curve briefly and I said oh well, you know there's not many people talking about it walking around mate TCL all about Curves, curves. Um, Higher um, Chang Hong um, Sky someone <laughs> there's a whole bunch of people yeah, curves. doing curves so the second tier players are getting right into the curves I which is a so. great thing for this year but there was an interesting uh, you're right the, the, but the stat that I don't know whether we mentioned it yesterday so I'll say it again today that Samsung they, they mentioned the fact that half of their UHD TV sales are curved TVs yeah. so the the word the word from the manufacturers is that oh, oh, how, how many, getting at that. How many non-curved UHD TVs have they got? I mean, you've just oh, got a a, no, they've got a lot. They've got many flat screens, but I think what consumers are seeing now is that uh, when curved TVs first came out, they were priced at the top end, and people were saying, "Well, I don't, why should I pay for a bent more for a bent TV than bent a straight TV?" TV. And, and well, now that the prices are starting to sort of to settle, people are thinking, "Well." There's a market here, and obviously manufacturers have responded. Look, look what we saw today. Manufacturers have responded to that, and TCL, their terrific range of TVs, brilliantly designed, by the way, because last year they hired the one of the chief designers from Bang & Olufsen, mm. now works for TCL, and it was evident on well, the that, stand. That bloke's fingerprints are all over the 110-inch, to be honest. His name is Fleming Peterson. He's the guy from uh, from Bino, Bang & Olufsen. Yeah. And the, some of the designs that we saw today, and these will still be offered at premium prices, like, I mean, affordable prices in Australia, 
they looked amazing. Yeah, no, no, it's solid stuff. And um, so the 110 inch, I saw it pretty much panned online in a couple of places because it was just a, a show off thing. Of course it was. But listen, you, you don't, don't tell me Samsung LG haven't done that for the years in the years me. gone. I was by? just about to say that that in, I've got photos from eight nine years ago where you know the world's biggest led tv the world's biggest world's first of course they all do it i think it's funny how tcl gets a different treatment from some people in the media just because they're tcl so look i've got a tcl tv at home i think it's great and um they do good stuff so very good to see them in the curve and a a huge range of curves as well so there is uh just on just on while on tcl they've got also android on their on their tvs as as down to sony as well uh there's also going to be dolby vision which is what they've described as bringing OLED type picture quality to the screen so you get much whiter whites more brightness better color saturation as well uh, and they're all coming to Australia so uh, they're really making inroads TCL and uh, I think they're going to be one of the players in 2015 that are going to offer premium quality great design at an excellent price all right, TCL uh, world's largest curved TV and I've got that at eftm.com.au seven year then went off to uh, Hisense mate I did, yeah. I wandered past Hisense and noticed that they too have put a letter in front of an existing technology, oh. and that's uh, ULED. ULED? U, U-L-E-D. Ultra LED? Well, I don't know. They didn't specify. It's, it could have stand for eight things. I think it's up to you. Interns not here. Yes. <laughs> it's up to uh, you to pick what U wants to stand for, but basically it's their quantum dot technology. So, uh, and again, curves on the, on the stand uh, and their version of running... A uh, technology that, that is affordable to manufacture because it's a kind of a tweak of an existing technology. Mm-hmm. I wrote something on Tech Guide today about how LG have put, the, you know, I use the Vegas analogy where I said they've put their chips down on OLED being the future of TV, which. The, 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 with eggs in their in, in their basket for on, on, on Channel Nine. There you go. Good on you. But uh, yeah, so I think uh, that's interesting how LG have decided. Well, OLED is the way forward, and, and they have they have good on them for that the too. Code, it's, it's, it, yeah. They've cracked the manufacturing code for it because the, their yield rate, which is the the percentage of TVs that work straight off the line, is now well above seventy percent, which is like really moving forward. Two years ago, that figure was ten percent. And that's why the uh, uh, LED, uh, OLED TV was about the price of a small car because yeah. they were quite expensive. So LG really pushing forward, and they seem to be the only one. But companies like Hisense, TCL, they're obviously seeing quantum quantum dot. I think TCL called theirs uh, their mega mega gamut color gamut or something. They called yeah. their one wide color gamut. So. It's seeing. It's interesting to see that they're tweaking their existing technologies, and these other players that really weren't considered in this in this field are now suddenly discovering the technology. Well, and what's interesting to me is we look at the life cycle of these big new ideas, right? So last year was the first real real consumer year on curves and OLED and stuff, right? And now immediately one year after, the market is now completely inundated with the second tier so you're going to have tcl and hisense in your harvey norman so samsung and lg and co have a challenge to remain competitive so the the pressure on those big companies is really stark at just 12 months later well the thing the thing with the big companies of course is they've got samsung's a prime example they've got a massive marketing budget you cannot avoid samsung wherever you turn there's a samsung billboard or their marketing budget is the reason they're dominant is exactly right their marketing budget is probably the production budget of a lot of these other companies so uh i think people though uh, who are maybe a little bit obviously can't afford the top of the line tv they're doing their research online they're they're being a little bit more picky about what they're looking for and the good news is that these other companies are offering the quality and design style that was missing 
uh, they're, they're really catching up. It's going to be a very interesting no, year this year. There's no doubt in, in, in let's say, uh, August 2015, you'd be able to walk in Harvey Norman, buy a high sense or a TCL Curve TV, 55-inch, say, get it home and not have spent anywhere near what the others uh, are charging. And you better say to your mates, come to the man cave, I've got a Curve TV. I mean, it's it's seriously, yeah. at a second tier, very exciting. The other thing Hisense had, and, um, and uh, I, I had a look at this also, was their, their Hisense Chill. Chill. It's a personalised vending machine. I think it has 672 um, can slots, so it's four, it's four separate areas. So it's a, it's a fridge, basically, with a different door. You open the door, and there is these four slots where you can whack up to like 30-odd cans in. So you put Coke in one, Diet Coke in another, and Sprite, and, whatever, and bottles of water in another. And you shut the door, you can put your own um, branded um, okay. sign on the front, so it might be your sports team, yes. and you put it in the man cave or the entertaining room or wherever yeah, you might office. be. Your little yeah, office, yeah. might have a small office. Yeah. We're in the tech guide office, mate. Absolutely. And, and you walk in, you press the button, and out comes a Coke. Yeah. And, and the thing, it sounds stupid, right? But for people that do entertain a lot, right? And I've got to be honest, my father-in-law, this is perfect because they... He's got a little beer fridge out, out the back. It's one of those kind of can-looking things, which is just full yeah. of drinks. Because you don't want to have your bloody fridge dominated by drinks. It, it's room in there for yeah, food and true. stuff. Take all the cans out yeah. and put them in a special place. It would look good in the Tech Guide Theatre, actually. It would look quite nice. It would look there. good right next to Darth. What I like about it, though, is that you can lock off sections of it. So say you've got yeah. kids. Say say your part of the fridge is, you know, not the two blokes if you don't drink, but <laughs> the, uh, say your... The worst example say, for Yeah, it. that's right. So say, say that you've got you know, your beers in there. Mm. You can actually lock that part of it off. Say you're you you know, you're very precious about your diet coke or whatever or your coke whatever you do, so she can lock that off as well. So the kiddies come along and hit the other buttons. They, the, the, that won't dispense that drink. Yeah. I wonder if we can get multiple reasons. keys so Amanda can lock the yeah, Coke yeah, off so yeah. I don't drink it. She but can it stop me drinking Coke. You can also they put in bottles. Yep. Uh, you put glass bottles in there. You can put in um, water bottles. Yeah, there's even a section underneath. Yeah, there's like salads the and stuff. A big wine, longer oh, wine yeah. bottles and things like that. So but If you're having a party, you could have it in the, in the entertainment room with all your yeah. drinks and stuff. So Christmas, for example, you have everyone around, there's your drinks. And then down the bottom are salads and stuff because it's a fridge still, I right? I, I, I actually think it's a great idea. I... I, I predict it will that. be at Harvey Norman. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think and, and I like, think Harvey like Norman said, will love having that. There, there, like you said, you can customize the front, the picture on the front. You can even customize the pictures on all the buttons. So the thing about Harvey Norman's photo printing service, they'll they'll be able to print that oh, for yeah, you probably, yeah. right? I expect to see so, a chill near you. But no idea on price. I would reckon it'll be a couple of grand well, though. Because they said I heard them say it'll be seven ninety nine US. Oh, but really? Be, but they, she mentioned something about Costco being twenty percent cheaper. So whether Costco in Australia gets it, yeah, you know, oh, okay. the dollars falling could be a thousand dollars in Australia. You don't know, but hopefully yeah. not. Mate, if that was under fifteen hundred, it's value. Yeah, I think yeah, just on the edge. I think it'd be under a thousand would be even better. Under a thousand would be outstanding. Yeah, yeah. But don't you reckon you consider full, it at twelve hundred? Drink when you buy it. <laughs> you consider it at twelve hundred, wouldn't you? Oh, maybe yes, I would. I would. All right, two blokes talking tech. Um, the high sense chill. Uh, check it out online. All right, well, uh, I wandered over, oh, actually right next door to TCL. In fact, they're they owned, linked? owned yeah, by yeah, TCL. Are. Alcatel One Touch uh, is owned by TCL. They're the smartphone manufacturer, fifth largest in the world, by the way, Alcatel One Touch. But what I did see on their stand was their smartwatch, which was very imaginatively called the One Touch Watch. Yeah. So uh, that, that was, uh, it's got a round face. It's got a 1.2-inch, 262-pixel uh, screen. Uh, and it's a round face, so it looks like the Motorola 360 and looks like the LG G-Watch R. Looks like a watch. Well, what I liked about it was the fact that it didn't have Android Wear, had its propri- own proprietary software, so but could link with Android, I think, version 4 and above, but could also link with iOS version, uh, iOS 7 and above. So it's not, it, it's... What get functionality do you get with it with iOS? Everything else. You get everything. You get you get there's the heart rate monitor. You get all your steps, all your activity tracking. 
you get all your notifications pushed. So it, it basically does what Android Wear does. You think about it, right? Garmin Vivo Smart yeah. does all that, right? That's the only one that works on them with iPhone. But it, but it, it gives it, you the notifications. But it just proves that that is just something that needs to be enabled. I mean, I've got Casio watches that bloody well link with my iOS because you've just got to set it up. Yeah. The big challenge is really people making the, either the cross-platform or choosing a platform. Yeah. So uh, coming to Australia, do we know? It is, yes, it is. And uh, US pricing is below, going to be less than 150 so wow! It's going to be really, really competitive, and, and the fact that it works with iOS, like at the moment, I had a reader on Tech Guide who emailed me saying, "Oh, look, I was going to surprise my wife with an LG Watch R. How do I link it to my to her iPhone?" And I went, "Mate, sorry, and that's only Android." He goes, "Oh, I didn't know," and he had to go change it. Well, this is going to eliminate that problem. If you've got an iPhone, you want to attach a smart watch to it. If you don't want to wait for the Apple Watch, which will only work with yeah. iPhone, then this is an alternative. It's going to be, I reckon, in, in Aussie dollars, it'll probably be about $180, $189. Uh, yeah. Do you reckon we've got another announcement coming from one of the big manufacturers about smartwatches in the next 24 hours? Um, I'm not sure, no. Oh, you mean uh, one of the smartwatch manufacturers? You're not talking about Apple. No, I'm talking about LG. My, I, I was told, I, I was understanding today that um, a bloke uh, at Audi you know, kind of introduced a car and brought it in mentioning his, his fancy new smartwatch and uh, may have jumped the gun a little bit there. There, there was a rumour that they are going to, you know, they might just released the G-Watch R like yeah. a couple of months ago. There was a rumour that, that, that a new watch would be released. Mm. But the, the only other thing rumour I've heard is that Apple is aiming at a March release for yeah. the, the uh, Apple Watch. So. Big thanks to Stefan Hergert for putting up with us on the, uh, he's yeah. from Berlin. Oh, he, he was sitting next enough. to us, we, we, we sat on the couch said, next to him. Oh, he said in German to himself, who are these gibberers, I think <laughs> is what he said in German. No, I think he said, why can't I be the third bloke talking to you? <laughs> can someone, can someone zigzag zaggy us <laughs> on the uh, German translation for that? Anyway, the Alcatel One, what, what is it? One, Alcatel, uh, one, the One Touch Watch. Right, One Touch yeah. Watch. Um, I'm sure that'll be on techguide.com.au shortly. Yeah. Um, we do this each and every week thanks to uh, Netgear, netgear.com.au, and we'll, we'll be visiting Netgear later this week, so we'll have lots of great product news from them. Uh, and uh, and they're, they're obviously at netgear.com.au. Home routers, small business routers, and routers are the key to your home network. All these smart devices we've been talking about, whether it's a bloody kettle, your light switches, or your streaming movies and music, if you don't have a quality network, you're going to be unsupported and it's going to drop out. So check out the range of Netgear routers at netgear.com.au. Now, one of those challenges that we often get is, is trying to pick a theme and all that kind of stuff for the show. I must admit, I missed this one. I talked about wearables, talked about smart yeah, home, yeah. talked about all that. I miss drones. And I'm telling you, mate, is that when the you, theme of the show, you, you listen, I know, I know we're both drone pilots, mate. Have okay? you been we, to the South Hall? I haven't yet, but I'll trust will be me. Tomorrow. The theme, one of the themes is drones. Yeah. There are at least six, seven, maybe ten drone companies. So down including there, including DJI yes. fan, DJI, yeah, including DJI and Parrot. Um, there was right. a company I, I, I was down there at literally midnight last night because um, the the, you sneak around mate, the Today Show. Well, the Today Show wanted to do three D printing, and I really didn't want to do it because it's I don't yeah. think it's that big a deal. Um, yeah. And so I thought I've got my drone here, and I had a look, and there it was. There was heaps of them. So I found this other one, this random company called Ghost. Very with with respect, cheap, flimsy feeling, but six hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So about six hundred dollars cheaper than the DJI. Yeah. Um, I think the issue is going to be the consumers won't know everything about drones. So that we know the DJI has amazing right. technology that stops it doing certain things, stops it flying in certain areas, has DJI amazing stabilisation. DJI is going to become the GoPro of, the, of drones. Correct. And Correct. there's going to be all, all these other little knockoffs or, you know, or imitators. That's right. Yeah. The, mate, the, the drone industry, they, they're predicting, the Consumer Electronics Association is predicting $130 million of sales in 2015. Yeah. They reckon a billion-dollar industry in 2018. And I did hear on the news, too, that they had to, because uh, so many people got them for Christmas, 
that uh, all the aviation authorities around the world, especially here in the US, were reporting all these incidents where people need to be careful how high they fly the drones and how near airports they fly drones. And, and I've had this conversation many times, and we've both, in fact, the, the same person, uh, the guy from Sphere, he, he restricted mine to 120 metres for me as well. Um, if you put it in place correctly, you can fly these things very well and very easily and, and with great fun. Um, but it is going to be a huge topic of conversation throughout the year um, with the Civil Aviation Safety Authority. But I, I challenge you, mate, to disagree with me later in the week oh, that, that drones weren't, uh, weren't a good theme from the show in, in terms of the number of them here. I'll be in the South Hall tomorrow. Um, two blokes talking tech. Now, I wandered on my way to the Casio stand. That's my next topic. I thought I'd just touch quickly on Panasonic. Sure. Panasonic. The area. They're yeah, they're right next to each other. And, and what, what, the only thing I'm going to say about Panasonic is that the interesting thing that I found that, say, five years ago, I reckon 60% of their stand would have been TVs. Yeah. Today, it was, would have been one-eighth of the stand. I was going to say 10% at best. Yeah, I think, probably even, you're probably right, because there were so many other areas of Panasonic, you know, they've got you know, avionics and onboard entertainment for planes. They've got a, te- they got a Tesla Model S sitting there because no one's ever seen it before. It's the most yeah. eye-catching car at the show because they that want people at their, at, their, at their stand. Yeah, I think that was, that's, that was, that's all I wanted to say about Panasonic, how surprised it's, it's, a, it's a good point because your first yeah. year 10 years ago, it would yeah. have been oh, huge, it would have been, been Panasonic TVs. TVs. Yes, they yeah. were a big thing and now they've had to diversify to the point where, again, we digress, but remember Sony yesterday talking about automotive? Yes. I mean, Tony's talking about yeah. sensors on cars because they know they have skills and expertise that they can exploit in other areas. Yeah. So anyway, you went on to Casio? I went on to Casio who uh, make lovely watches uh, and cameras. And what caught my eye was the Exislim FR10. Now, this is a camera with a difference. It's got a lens and it's got a screen. It's got a lens and a screen. That's as, a camera with a difference. All. But but these can be separated. So there's a there's a round lens on top. The little the, the unit mm-hmm. on top can actually be used separately from the screen. So you could position like, the lens. Like that little, remember that Sony lens that you could. It was just a lens, and, and it blew, it like connected somehow to your phone. No, no, no. This is this is a standalone device where you could use it like a normal camera. You can tw- you can twist the lens so that the lens backwards. Off? Well, if you want to maybe take a selfie or position it somewhere, and, and you're taking photos from. Yes, there's a wireless connection between the two, and you can take photos from the lens itself. There's a button on top of the lens, or touching the screen. So either way, you can take your photo. So I thought a handy, it was like a little reinvention of the digital camera, gives a little bit more versatility. It's splash-proof, not waterproof, so you can take it you know, in the water, but you can't dunk it. You can take it on your bike ride. You can wear, you can, it comes with different attachments, so you can wear the lens on your shirt or on your belt or whatever you're going to do. So I just thought that was an interesting little thing, and uh, coming soon to Australia, I hear. All right, well, I was, um, I saw, you know the iDevices company, they did the iGrill that thing where you, you you put it in your meat and you get you alerts you on your iPhone. Yeah, very, it was a great. That's a very cool device. I love it. They um their stand even last year was dominated by the eye grill and they've also got another one for your for your kitchen kind of a th- thermometer thing, but their their stand is now dominated by a thing called Switch. They've rebranded themselves called Eye Devices and they've got a thing called Switch. Now this is, um, it's compatible with Apple's HomeKit. So it's, it's, it's basically you put it in the PowerPoint and it's a, it's a brick that just covers your PowerPoint and then creates a second PowerPoint. So you know, it opens your PowerPoint out still so the PowerPoint's available, but it puts, a, it puts a block between your device and the actual power. So what it does is it can be anything you want and it becomes HomeKit enabled. So you could, you could name it and say, well, that's my um, office lamp. 
Um, you could with HomeKit, you can get um, power measurements of it. You know, energy consumption. You could use Siri to turn it on and off, mm-hmm. and then you can start to interact with other yeah. devices in the smart home. So that iDevices company, the people that that worked out Bluetooth and stuff like that mm-hmm. through their iGrill have now taken all of that stuff and worked with Apple yeah. to That's use smart. it for HomeKit. I'm surprised there's not more HomeKit uh, HomeKit compatible products here. There's probably a lot. They're just because it's still I mean, in its infancy there's not more I, I, you know the other one I'm surprised by is CarPlay you know HomeKit yeah. and CarPlay CarPlay they're still Pioneer booth they're like having a, have, a, have a demo of CarPlay I'm like Jesus I've already got CarPlay in my car we should, we should mention Android Auto yes. has been announced and, and Pioneer's already straight out of the gate with the ability to, for you to, I think, to, retro, to retrofit it I think I'll be able to do a firmware and have it in my car and like I have Apple as well. yeah I think that's, uh, that's a big announcement I think when you think of the number of Android users there are let's face it around the world there's probably way more Android users than there are iOS iOS users, yeah. it makes sense, and hopefully it offers the same kind of ease of use. Hyundai have uh, announced Android uh, or Auto, whatever they're calling it, in, in their cars as well. So that will be the big one because Hyundai is massive. They have sell-through at low-cost entry really level. Low. They, they they have such huge market share. So with, when they have Android Auto in their cars it by really default, come up in leaps and bounds. Hyundai, haven't they? Oh, yeah. And I think again, they've they've. Is it them who got their new a designer from another company, or from, I think a guy yeah, from BMW so too, yeah, yeah. is now over there? Yeah. See, I know more about cars than you do, mate. What's going on? I don't need to know about. It. I'm just driving. <laughs> All right, two blokes talking tech. I think yeah. Lastly, I just want to have a quick talk about Sharp. Sharp is a, a pretty big, a bit decent sized TV brand. They had these interesting frameless design TVs. So it was basically what you were watching was the screen. There was hardly a bezel. It was just like a metallic edge around the television. Now, they've come up with some kind of technology that allows the screen to literally go edge to edge. But what caught my eye, apart from those TVs, was this new technology that they were going to use for uh, what they call freeform displays. And what they were using the freeform displays for was for instrument clusters in a car. So they had this arrangement of, of different instrument clusters. Like one was a certain shape with the with the gauges. There was another shape that was just your know, GPS. There was another shape that was just circular. So they've got. So there's the a lot of LCD displays in cars already. I just assumed it was a it was a square or a rectangle with something something over the top of it to make it look like that. Not not like this. Now with this technology, it's IGZO technology, however you pronounce that. The, it says you can have narrow fringes uh, along the edge. It can be achieved in any shape. So Sharp have done something in the manufacturing process to, to allow this. So uh, yet another way, because Sharp's very big in obviously in the display business, that they sell displays to other companies. I think in times gone by, I think even the, the, one of the, some of the Apple products had Sharp displays in them and all those sorts of things. So something that they obviously want to keep their display business alive. Uh, and this is another way they can do it. All right, that's Sharp uh, at CES 2015. We'll uh, we'll be strolling the uh, show floor tomorrow. I'll probably be in the same place as you, mate, because I didn't really get anything done today. So I'll probably start on the, on the South Hall. So we might do a yeah, South I've got Hall so many episode tomorrow. To write, mate. I've got a lot of stories to write. Yeah, no, it's busy, isn't it? So I've busy. probably got 20, 30, <laughs> maybe 100. Um, we'll uh, we'll get to those in due course or not. Um, but we'll be on the on the show floor tomorrow. We will do a, a, another podcast um, middle or end of the day tomorrow with uh, some of the cool stuff we found. Hope you're enjoying the uh, blow by blows of. The, the fun stuff at CES and don't forget to tweet us when you're listening at Ziggy Zaggy or hashtag Ziggy Zaggy uh, at Trevor Long and at Stephen Finnick two blokes talking tech thanks to Netgear we appreciate your support Stephen I'll see you tomorrow see you later don't stay up too late tonight Trevor